This is an Equity Beats Media podcast. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in 15 minutes or less. Each episode, we take one real-world business story and apply a key investing lesson to help you build your investor toolkit. If you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. We strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. Before we get started, just a reminder, we are not financial professionals. We are here learning like you and nothing on this podcast should be taken as advice. With that said, let's crack on. My name is Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Uh, Good to be back for this episode. The R word is being thrown around a lot by financial media and I think it's time we define it, we discuss it and we talk about how to invest because of it. <laughs> During okay. it? Okay. In it? Recession. Yeah. Yes. Recession. The R word. Recession. The R word. We're going to talk today about how you can survive in the bad times and thrive in the good times. And this episode is thanks to Sharesies. For more market news and investing resources, you can follow them on Instagram at AU or visit the learn section on their website, which is sharesies.com.au. Links will be in the show notes. So Ren, what is the news story? Yeah, well, the news story is the R word and what that means because Twitter and financial news were abuzz this week as the White House reportedly tried to change the definition of a recession. How do you measure a recession? Now listen, no one wants a recession. Joseph Biden now says we can't be in a recession. But three days before we find out if we're in a recession, the White House seems to be changing the very definition. Uh, That does not define a recession. Vaguely saying we are in a recession when there is, quote, a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and that lasts more than a few months. I'm serious. The White House just did that today. A recession is two consecutive quarters of falling real GDP. From the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, recession, a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced. That is exactly what a recession is. Here's the key words. By a fall in GDP in two successive quarters. What the point that we're trying to make here is that we have a strong labor market, which you don't normally see in a recession. Let's start. Should we start with what the actual definition of well, a recession let's is? Let's start with what the <laughs> conventional wisdom is. Yeah. Which is two quarters, consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Yes. So gross, gross domestic, domestic product. product, GDP, measures the total output of an economy. And if that goes backwards two quarters in a row, so it's six months, yeah. that is a recession. Yes. Not according to the White House. We don't, I'm not going to define it from here. I'm just going to leave it to the NBER as as we have stated of how they define. If you go and talk to any market participant, you say, hey, how do you define a recession? They will all say the same thing. Two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth, period. The White House have come out with a statement that says, while some maintain that two consecutive quarters of falling real GDP constitutes a recession, 
Most people know that. That is neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle. Yeah. Now, they go on to say, instead, both official determinations of recessions and economists' assessment of economic activity are based on a holistic look at the data, including the labour market, consumer and business spending, industrial production and incomes. And they close out by saying, based on these data, which sounds clunky, but I guess is technically correct, based on these data, it is unlikely that the decline in GDP in the first quarter of this year, even if followed by another GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates a recession. Now, Bryce, the timing of this is interesting because uh, Thursday in the US, so we're recording this Thursday in Australia, so the numbers aren't out yet, but Thursday in the US, second quarter GDP numbers get released. It's obviously political spin. Have a guess what the number's going to be. Negative. Negative. <laughs> so yes. um, now look. That's the news story. Twitter was a buzz. CNBC was a flame. Turns out they're not actually wrong. Turns out that two quarters of GDP growth, what we've always learnt as indicating a recession, isn't actually technically right. It's just it's just usually indicates a recession. Is there a technical? I just looked up the Reserve Bank of Australia website and they had similar language like this. Really? Yeah. They also have a political spin there. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I'm pretty sure since the moment I started learning economics, that was the... Same. That was Well, the, I never studied economics, but you've always been telling, you tell me all the time and turns out <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> anyway, let's get moving with the lesson. <laughs> okay. Because I think the thing is, whatever, whatever it is, what a technical recession is, what isn't a technical recession, the fact of the matter is, economic output is down, well, will be down, we're in a recession or in a recession-adjacent period. Yes. If it's not a recession, it's it's something masquerading as a recession. So the R word doesn't really matter whether technically we're in one or not because really the economic environment is tough. And so the question is how do we invest during a recession or recession-adjacent period? Yes. And the lesson is surviving through the bad times, survive through the bad time, thrive in the good times. Nice. Sounds so easy. It is easy. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell me how. It's all about cash. Okay. An asset class that we often don't speak a lot about on an equities investing podcast, but in times of a recession or in times that uh, adjacent to recessions, <laughs> cash is important. It applies to our personal finances and particularly in this case, we're going to talk about how it applies to the companies that we're investing in. Yeah, basically in a recession, money dries up. Cash is harder to get. In the good times, cash is easier to get. It's not easy. It's never easy. Uh, but, you know, banks are willing to lend money in the good times and then they become a lot less willing to lend in the bad times. Interest rates are going up at the moment. Credit risks is higher. People are more likely to default. Banks are getting worried about, like, mortgages and can people afford their mortgages. So banks... Tighten the purse strings. They're less willing to give you cash, but also investors become less willing to give you cash. They become less willing to invest. They might be losing money elsewhere. They become more risk averse. They get a little bit nervous. So the money dries up. And so whether we're talking about personal finance or whether we're talking about the companies that we're investing in, it turns out many of the lessons are actually quite similar. It's all about having the cash, having the emergency fund, having cash on in the bank and then having good cash flow to get through the bad times 
and then allow you to thrive in the good times. Good money habits. And so what we want to do in this episode is build that analogy even further, really stretch that analogy because it turns out many of the ways that we should personally think about our money, what personal finance experts tell us is really important at times like this, can actually be applied to companies as well. Mm. And so the way you think about your personal finances and the way you think about the companies you invest in actually aren't too different. Well, let's have a look at that, Ren. So we've got five- Well, let's take a quick break first so we can get some cash flow. (laughs) All right. So we've got five things from personal finance experts, Ren, on how to manage your finances during a recession. And then we'll analogize those to uh, steps that companies should also be taking and how you can think about the companies uh, that are in your portfolio. So the first one, you're hitting a recession, bulk up on your emergency fund. Yeah. So this is like the classic thing, you know, as we were researching for this episode, personal finance expert after personal finance expert, this is their first point. In times of a recession, always have an emergency fund. In times of a recession, bulk that up. You know, the rule of thumb, three months, is that? Yeah, three months. Yeah. And some of the articles I was reading say, think about how you can bulk it up to like six months and stuff like that. Because the logic is you could lose your job. The percentage chance of losing your job increases in a recession. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we should do from a personal finance. Well, that's what the experts tell us we should do from a personal finance perspective. Turns out companies also need an emergency fund. Yeah, well, they should definitely take the same approach. Bulking up the emergency fund is essentially protecting them from less business. If uh, they're going to have less revenue coming in in a time of recession, customers aren't spending money with them as much as they were in in good times, they're going to need to have uh, an emergency fund to cover themselves for their three months or six months expenses, whatever time period that they they put there. And how do we measure this, Ren? So- You'll hear about a balance sheet and basically that's the amount of, it shows the amount of assets a company has, the amount of liabilities they have. Uh, But in that, on that balance sheet, you can see how much cash they've got in the bank. Mm. There will be a line that says cash or cash equivalents and you can see they've got $200 billion in the bank. They've got $2 in the bank. In the same way that we personally should have emergency funds in case things go wrong, in tough economic times, companies need that cash buffer as well. So that's one. Do they have cash? What if they're spending their um, emergency fund? Is it an emergency? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. I mean, yeah, look, like if a company is unprofitable and they have no money in the bank, you get nervous. If a company is unprofitable and they have have like 10 years worth of cash in the bank, they can continue to be unprofitable. Then you'd be like, all right, well, they have the the emergency fund to survive Mm. through the downturn at the moment. That's how you'd look at it. Yeah, survival. All right, so the next one that, uh, the next tip from personal finance experts on managing finances during a recession is to try to ensure that if you haven't lost your job, then at least your salary or income is as stable as possible. Yeah, make sure your income stream is stable. That's a key thing that personal finance experts talk about. And we can think about that with the companies that we're looking at to invest in as well. Is their revenue stream stable? Mm. Are the customers that they're selling to good quality customers that will continue to be able to buy their goods or services, even in a recession. For example, the US government, unlikely to go out of business no matter how bad a recession gets. So a company that sells to the US government, that's a pretty stable revenue stream. On the other hand, we saw a recent example, uh, Shopify, 
Shopify people talk about as a really high quality business. And what they do is they enable e-commerce businesses to set up e-commerce shops online. Really high quality business, but their customers, not as strong as the US government. A lot of unprofitable e-commerce players that are struggling at the moment. And so Shopify has been struggling as a result, not because their product is bad or their business is bad, but because a lot of their customers are struggling and mm. that means that they're struggling. Mm. So lesson number two, in the same way that we want to share up, shore up our salaries, companies need to shore up their revenue streams. Number three, ensure that we're spending less than we're earning. This I think should apply recession or no recession, but uh, particularly in a time of recession, make sure that what you've got coming in is more than what is going out. There is no way that you can build an emergency fund and add to it if you've got more coming out. Yep. Same goes for a company. Is the company profitable, mm. i.e. are they spending less than they're earning? Yeah, and, and importantly here, if they're not, so many of the companies of the last few years are not profitable, but are they taking the steps to become profitable? Is yeah. that what they're focusing on? Yes. We saw that in Australia with the buy now, pay later player Zip. The market loved it when they said they were shutting down Singapore, shutting down some of their business units because they were like, we're going we're gonna to do everything we can to become profitable. In tough economic times, if you're spending more than you're earning, that's a red flag. And if a company is spending more than it's earning, that's a red flag because it's going to be difficult to get more money. Yeah. I would caveat as well that if you do see headlines about companies you're invested in cutting costs at you know times of recession, don't always take it as bad news. It can be seen, like as we've just said here, they're doing the right thing in a time of recession. Why is that a caveat? I don't know, just because someone might be <laughs> sitting exactly there going, oh, my, oh, I'm companies. <laughs> All, right, All right, lesson number four, paying down debt yeah, so during th- times of this recession. Is, this is a classic one from personal finance experts. Uh, the chance of you losing your job is higher, so don't have unnecessary debt because mm. it's risky in times of a recession. Same with companies. They might lose key customers. Their, their revenue might dry up. You want to get that debt off your books. So it's just not hanging over your head. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, despite all that, continue investing for the future. So continue to add to your retirement account. Continue to take advantages of those low prices where you can because, you know, life doesn't stop during times of recession. It can get a little harder. And the same goes for companies. They should still be looking to do, you know, investing in the future and coming out thriving on the other side. Yeah. So in your personal finances and in the companies that you're investing in, you've got to be looking towards the future. Investing by its nature is a hopeful activity. You're deferring your consumption today because you expect to have more in the future. Yeah. And in your personal finances and in the companies you're investing in, that's what you want to see because the bad times don't last. And whether the White House is right and we're in a recession or we're not, or we're just recession adjacent, these bad times will not last. That's it. Survive through the bad, thrive in the good. Uh, You want to be making sure your companies are doing the same things that you do in your personal life um, from a finance point of view. So a thank you to Sharesies who uh, have supported this episode, as we said, for more market news and investing resources. You can follow Sharesies on Instagram at AU or visit their learn section on their website, sharesies.com.au. Ren, great lesson. Love that one. Um, A lot that you can apply both in your personal life and in your investing life. So uh, we'll continue to watch the big R word and uh, pick it up next week. Sounds good. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. 
All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.